Sometimes you just have a false start. For us here at Solid State, a false start looks like an episode starting with aggressively mediocre audio quality because one host forgets to hit the record button on the main feed. But when you're a multi-billion dollar international technology brand, a false start looks just a bit different. More along the lines of thousands of devices recalled, millions spent in re-engineering, and a brand supposedly left in tatters. The thing is though, when the brand you're talking about is Samsung, these are both experienced and accomplished people at rising to that challenge. With the storied launch of the original Galaxy Fold in 2019, that should have been where the story both began and ended. But here we are just three years later with the newly minted Galaxy Z Fold and Flip 4. Is this even a comeback anymore? Or are we actually approaching a power move for dominance? Let's go hands-on and find out what's in the box. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's Solid State Podcast. I'm your host, John Joyce. And I'm Eric Sargent. And we're pulling a twofer on you this week because it's uh, it's just us. We, we couldn't even get Cody to attend the Samsung Just us event, chickens. Yeah, no, no Samsung event for him. No. Uh, so with no further ado, we're going to dive right, right into it because we've we've got a lot to say about just a few things. It's a weird position to be in because <laughs> it, I, I, don't, I don't know the last time I've had so many opinions about a device that otherwise should be so unremarkable. And you'll get what I mean by that here in a minute. So we are, we are here to talk about Samsung's now most recent unpacked event. And this was what's become their, definitely their pattern. Now we have you know, pretty much two unpacked events a year. We've had the one that we previously reviewed earlier in 2022 that brought the big flagships, the, the S 22 ultra yep. and, the, and, and just so that, that, that main S line it's the, well, yes, yeah, the S line, I guess, event really um, earlier on in the year. And we expect to have another one in the first half of 2023. Um, but this is then the, second half of the year Z line event. And if you are uh, you know not familiar with the Z line of phones at this point, it is the the, the flippables, the foldables, the uh, the fold and the flip. Yeah. Um, the origami the phones. Thing. Yes, the phones you can break in half but then keep using them somehow. Um, you've probably seen them in one of the ubiquitous Samsung ads at this point. And what we're here to talk about specifically this week are some devices we have in hand. So we're going to do one of our what's in the box episodes because I am quite literally surrounded by half full cardboard boxes of Samsung gear. That the, uh, <laughs> lovely UPS as, as John likes to do throughout the week yeah, <laughs> as, I, as I like to do. Um, so we're going to take a look at there were several products. And we will do a recap of more or less everything from that unpacked event here in a moment. But the ones we're here to talk about hands on today um, is the Flip 4. So that is going to be the vertical foldable because um, I'm sorry, horizontal foldable. Um, so yes, that okay. is the phone that goes from a super tiny, you know, think about it as the flip phone of yesteryear. Yeah, so it's like a razor. It it's the new into- razor. See, that's what I wanted to say, but then I remembered that Motorola actually has their own new foldable razor that just isn't coming to America anytime soon. Oh, is that it what it is? Exist, okay. But that's why oh. I didn't want to necessarily make that compare. But you're right. Like I, in my own head, I think about it as, oh man, I get like my old school razor vibes out of this. I just have to right. remember not to close it quite as hard as I used to close those old school <laughs> You can't razors. snap them closed anymore? You know, and that's how I even went through 12 of those. But oh, uh, wow. anyway, nice. um, so that's the phone we have in on hand. The other phone that was announced at this event was the Z Fold 4. So the Fold is the other direction. So that is the vertical foldable phone where it starts out when closed as something more akin to your normal candy bar phone. It's okay. a full, small, almost full-sized, more than full-sized in some dimensions phone when it's closed, but then opens up into what is effectively a small tablet. A tablet, okay. 
Yep. So the flip that we have in hand today is, you know, when folded up is meant to disappear. It's supposed to go in your pocket and not be there. The ultra compact take it anywhere device that opens up into what we would consider a full size phone today. So it goes from less than a phone again, in more ways than one I'll talk about in a minute to <laughs> open up into a full phone. And then the fold, which we do not have in hand yet, we'll probably be doing something on that a little bit later on. Um, that goes from when closed almost a full-size phone into a more tablet-like experience, actually running Android 12L, which is Google's... Oh, the large screen one, right? Ongoing attempt, yep, to do built-for large format screen software. Hmm. So that's where I'm most intrigued about that product and why we will probably get hands-on with it at some point because that's still a tempting line to walk, the thought of I've got my phone, but then I've also got my tablet, but it's all in my pocket. And that's really great in theory. Um, What really concerns me is that quote-unquote phone that you're using all the rest of the time is about four feet thick. Right. I was about to say, I mean, it's got to be like a half an inch thick, right? More than it it is genuinely a thick device as is the Z flip that we're going to talk about today. But because it takes up such a small footprint, I just think it accomplishes that party trick a little bit better. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Like I said, more in a moment. And the other two hands-on devices we have today are the galaxy watch pro five. Um, so which is, it's tempting to think about that as the logical successor to the watch we reviewed from earlier this year's event, which was the watch for classic. But there's a few ways in that it's not in so much as I, I, I almost half believe come next year's first unpacked event. I think we might see a follow-up that it would be a watch five classic. Mm, so okay. that's just, I have nothing to base that off of other than just some gut feelings, but uh, we'll, we'll get to those. And then last but not least, I will have the least literally to say about because Quite literally, as we were sitting down to record, they arrived. I didn't think we were going to have them for today. Um, is the Galaxy Buds Pro Two, um, which okay. is the new flagship wireless? It's their answer to the, the iPod, line. the ear AirPods Pro. AirPods Pro. I always forget EarPod, AirPod. Yeah, yeah. The I wear AirPods them all the time, and I don't know their name. Go figure. Don't know what they're called. That's right. <laughs> so, so back to the beginning as we do um, the Z Flip Four. Um, this, this phone fascinated me. It's sitting here today, not because I actually let Eric know we were likely to do this episode after I'd already ordered it. I'm sorry to stop you, John. Um, we need to take a break for a second. Did you hit record? Because I show ready to record. And we're back. And that was, uh, after that very, very brief intermission, that was a super fun experiment around what happens when John forgets to hit the record button on our main audio feed. But, uh, if you think listening to me drone on about this is rough, the first go round, I promise you, you don't want to hear me trying to remember what I said the first time, the whole time I'm trying to then re uh, reiterate it. So <laughs> we're just going to roll with what we're it was like. Very questionable backup audio from the first couple minutes here, but uh, diving right back into the Z flip, Z flip four. Um, thank God no one can see how red my face is right now. I'm so <laughs> annoyed with myself, but anyway, the Z flip four, um, This phone really, really fascinated me. As I was saying right before the break, um, this was one of those situations where we weren't, we didn't order the devices to do the episode. I actually, Eric, let you know, hey, I'd like to do this episode because I literally just on the couch one night and said, I'm going to order these devices. Right. A, if you are in the market, much like we talked about in um, the earlier unpacked event this year, Samsung has just gone hog wild on trade in offers. Like it's really, 
really incredible what you can do to trade forward. Now, obviously, not everyone's going to be trading in phones that they bought literally a few months ago, but that's us. So <laughs> that's how the, we roll. The, the phone that got traded in in this case was literally the S22 Ultra that I ordered with a trade in from the unpacked earlier, but I'm not carrying right. that phone right now because we're currently carrying the Pixel Pro 6. Pixel 6 Pro in preparation for some Pixel stuff coming up. So the long and the short of it is the S22 Ultra went back in, ended up with a Z Flip in my hand for just north of $100 out of pocket, which Which I mean, that's that's a crazy deal. Yeah, it it is. Now, it's not a crazy deal when you consider in almost every measurable way, the S22 Ultra that I traded in is a better phone than the phone I got for my $100. But if you're just one of those gadget folks that really, really wants to bounce around, but it folds. (laughs) That is the, that going back to it, that is its main thing. It folds in half. It becomes a teeny tiny little clamshell phone that, you know, if you were around for the cell phone world of the early to mid 2000s, you know, call it, you know, uh, uh, bi before iPhone. Right. Uh, yep. There you go. It was, you know, actually, I get. I want to be fair. Actually, more pre- before Blackberry. So BB. Oh um, god. Pun, pun intended. Before Blackberry. I just had a visceral um, reaction. Oh, that, that's great. Hey, technically, that Blackberry curve held a very specific place in my life post foldable yeah. before iPhone. Yeah. So yeah. Definitely mine before too. Android. Yep. Me too. For sure. Um, anyway, not a Blackberry episode, although we might just have to do a way back machine episode and go talk Blackberries one day. But anyway, um, the Z flip four, it's, it really fascinated me as a device because a, I have not owned a true foldable yet. You've heard us talk about, I do have a Microsoft surface duo while that is technically a device that folds in half. I stop short of calling it a true foldable because it is two distinct displays. There are two distinct pieces of glass hinged together, two separate displays that are able to work together as one, but there is no crease. The duo is literally, it's like a dual monitor setup. It is two wholly separate displays hinged together in a single folding device. This is different in that it is a one contiguous piece of glass, literally, literally creased down the middle that folds in half to go into your pocket. And it so, has a it has a visible crease even when unfolded out of the box. It is visible mostly when the display is off. So we can let's okay. talk about that crease. Um, when that backlight is on, because it is a great display, they went with a 6.7 inch um, AMOLED display. This go around one to 120 hertz. So it's variable refresh rate. Okay. It's a good. Samsung makes good displays. Like we all know this. Like, oh, yeah, their displays are in all the surprise. other phones too. So yeah, right. These are just the best of all those displays because rightfully so, they reserve the best for their own devices. And this is nothing different. It's a great display. It looks beautiful, very, very vibrant, especially if you're down with Samsung's particular take on color vibrancy. It ships in a vivid mode that you can turn off and put into more of a pixel-esque natural color profile. But I'll even say, as much as I prefer realistic color, you hold a Samsung device it looks wrong, not in that vivid mode. Like huh. mentally you're expecting it to look that way. It's kind of like, I hate to say it. When you see a matte gray Ferrari, it looks really, really great, but it also doesn't look right. Yeah. And it it's the same way like yeah. you, you see a Ferrari, you expect it to be obnoxious, yellow, obnoxious, red. I'm not, you know, if it's a Lambo, yep. obnoxious green, like that's, that's supercar colors. When you hold a Samsung device, you expect your eyeballs to bleed. <laughs> and we've talk, and we've talked about my love of bright displays and so you much know, saturation, yeah, so much saturation. So that's definitely what you get here. But 
when that display is on, you're running your finger top to bottom, side to side, you absolutely feel that crease. It is there. Okay. There's yeah. no mistaking it that it is there. You can't but really I do see give it them, when it's on. I give them credit when it's on, especially on, you know, if you're watching a darker, you know, piece of media or looking at a darker photo, you're more likely to see it because the light bounces off the crease differently. Okay. But in full color situations, I will say it more or less a lot of, a lot like when we talk about the notch or, okay. um, in display cameras and whatnot, where the, yeah. the pinhole, it just disappears in much the same way. This disappears for me other than the tactile feedback of when I'm scrolling. Okay. And you feel that little bump when your finger that, goes over it. That okay. there's no getting around, but I will say it also really doesn't bother me. Not near to the amount that I expected. Okay. Um, I'm very interested to see if I feel differently about that when we get hands on with a Z fold, because my suspicion is a vertical crease may bother me more than a horizontal crease. I can't really tell you why that's just my, my prediction and we'll see how that plays out, but we're not here to talk about that phone today. In the case of the Z flip, um, the crease is there, but it is, it's a multi-year old technology at this point, but it still feels so new. And especially Samsung, I give them credit. It feels very refined. They've gotten to a place where the glass feels very, very good. It has a factory installed non-removable screen protector that doesn't add really any bad depth to the glass in that way where sometimes you feel like you're looking through a piece of glass yeah, to see the display. Yeah, and it gets extra glossy and all yep. that, yeah. I really don't get a lot of that. It's just, it is a nice display. It's a nice feeling display. It's a pleasure to use in a way that I expected to really be bothered by that. I'm, I'm just not. It feels like another Galaxy phone. And I mean that in the most complimentary way possible. It's a good feeling device. Um, the materials are fantastic. All glass, all stainless steel. Um, they flattened the edges in this year's model. Uh, I'm sorry, flattened the sides a little bit more than the more oh, okay. rounded sides from the Z Flip 3. It is a good grip in the hand. Uh, the case was one of the things that just arrived today. So for three days now, I've been using it without a case. I don't know how it's still in one piece, but it is. <laughs> um, but I will say, even with unfolded in the hand, it stick it stays in the hand very, very well. Oh, it's, it's not one of those like oiled phones that slides out of your hand. Yeah, it, it's it's... <laughs> It's more stable, I think, mostly due to those flatter edges. You can just get a better grip on it. Mm. But I will say, as much as I despise cases, put a case on the phone. Um, I have a small end table next to the couch. And literally every time I got a notification and it would vibrate at all, I watched it just precariously move closer to the edge because oh, the, fric the friction between the phone and the wood top table was almost non-existent. So right. any motion whatsoever, it was just this slow, table. steady death march to the edge of the table. Oh, and no. I would grab it and move it back. So get a case. It just that that is what it is. Um but back to the materials, it's it's fantastic. Um, cameras, they're fine. They're aggressively fine. They're not flat. I will stop short of calling them flagship cameras. But I don't want to say aggressively fine like these are not old school. Um, what we were talking about our Android episode recently, like the old, um, not Pixel, but Nexus phones. Those yeah. had cameras that were like, they were they were there. They were cameras that were there and yeah. you could take pictures with them. You were not proud of them. You did not want to share them with anyone. They were just pictures that you took. This is more than that. But these are also not, for going back to, I traded an S22 Ultra for this. This is not those cameras. That phone right. has a superior camera stack to this in almost every measurable way. Um, so my, the my other, question, I oh, guess, because I've never seen one of these phones in person. I haven't even gone to like Best Buy or whatever and, and right. held a, one, even the older version or whatever. I haven't held one of these. So you're saying it's all glass on the front. So yep. it's a thin enough piece of glass that it can fold. Yep. 
does that make it less prone to breakage then? It is does shatter. I mean, I would think that it well, wouldn't shatter as much. I would imagine you're right, but <laughs> the trade for that is it is incredibly easier to dent. Okay. Because I'm not going to get into the material sciences of it, mostly because I don't know them. But what I do know of how they accomplish this foldable glass is it is made up of, I'm imagining millions, if not billions of teeny tiny pieces of individual pieces of glass in a almost like plastic suspension. So it is a glass plastic hybrid. As a result, if I took my fingernail and went to town on this display, I'm quite positive I could leave a permanent mark. Oh, wow. Okay. In a way that I could not. Than your normal glass. Right. Absolutely. Like in a way that I know I could not do that to an iPhone because that is a solid piece of glass. It's a solid piece of glass that also shatters like a solid piece of glass would if you drop it. So this by nature is a solid piece of glass and that it is one contiguous glass panel, but it is not in that it is. Again, there's material science here that's frankly over my head, but what I've heard and understand of it is they accomplish that by it is it has certain characteristics that are more akin to a plastic sheet than a glass sheet. So therefore you can dent it and that dent will remain long-term okay. that, that screen protector I mentioned is there very much intentionally to help mitigate that. Help that. Um, but it's, again, it's not, it's at the end of the day, it's still a piece of glass. It has to be able to fold almost completely in half and not break that if the physics behind that means it is compromised in certain ways compared yeah, to a literal to sheet of gorilla glass or something like that. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but again, the trade-off is you get this, we go back to how we always talk about how gadgets are at their best when they feel magical. Yeah. And this just, this is one of those moments where I get to use a device that every time I use it, it feels magical and whimsical. And like, it's a thing that isn't supposed okay. to happen. All right, we gotta we gotta we gotta up the geek factor here. So do you feel like do you feel like you're in trek when you flip that thing open? Absolutely I do. There you go. All right. <laughs> Absolutely I do. Without question, the main reason I, I full disclosure, plug not a sponsor. I was watching a season two episode of Star Trek Lower Decks when I ordered this thing because uh, <laughs> um and that's just what makes it awesome. Of course, that's a, that's, a, that's how anyone of us are going yep, to feel when you it. open this well, device. I mean, as soon as I saw it, that's what I thought of. So it's I, I I get such like crazy tricorder vibes out of this thing, and this is where I'm going to end my Star Trek comparisons right there. <laughs> but it's like, of course, that's how I feel in all the most awesome ways possible. I, right, like, so I just absolutely love it. We need to make a countdown. Reason. We need to make a countdown for how long it takes for you to put the Starfleet logo on the back of the phone. You know, just the. Well, we're <laughs> not going to make that bet. But anyway, back, back, back to the phone. Okay. Um, yeah. Sorry. I'm, I'm not, do, I'm not doing this to myself. Um, <laughs> no, back to the phone. Some of the other critical stuff. Uh, so we, we've talked a lot about the display on the inside. Cause let's face it. That's the one you're using. That's the one you're looking yeah. at. There's a second display. So on the oh, outside okay. of the phone. So when closed, there is a 1.9 inch. So crazy small display on the outside of the phone. So if it's sitting on the desk, you have it closed but you get a notification or you want to see the time or you want to control your media or any number of other things, like start a timer. There's actually a lot to be done there. Um, There is a fully functional touch display on the outside Mm. of the phone. The best way to think about that display is like having a smartwatch duct taped to the outside of your phone. Oh, okay. You're not going to use this. There's some limitations, but yeah. Oh, you're not going to use it to fully control your phone. You're not going to, you know what I mean? Like it's very much there to, 
when you, there's something very satisfying again about closing the phone and setting it down. Like in a way that we all have our phones in one way or the other pointed at our faces almost 24 seven, that act of closing it and setting it aside is really, really awesome. I said the same thing about the Surface Duo going back to it. There's something very satisfying about using that device, closing it like a book and then setting it down. But in yeah. a way that this is different is the Surface Duo does not have that outside display. So if I do get a notification or if I hear an email come in or just want to check the time, I have Got to fully open, open the device. It. This, I don't have to do that. Um, you know, we talk about, you know, notification triage all the time. I'm getting better and better in life at ignoring certain notifications. And it's a lot easier to do when I can glance down and see, you know, it's another spam email versus, you know, yep. an emergency site an emergency, down or something yeah. like that. Yeah, absolutely. It's something that we do need to react to immediately. So that's very, very meaningful. So I don't want to discount the usefulness of the display. If you think about it more the way we think about our smartwatches, it's actually quite useful. I'm much happier it's there than to close the phone and have it not be there. Or as earlier iterations of this phone had a much smaller, less useful display that was more just for the time or notifications were just dots of light or just little yeah. icons. These are at least feature rich notifications. Yeah. Yes. That you can interact with and do things with. So that's cool though. I um, didn't realize it had a second screen on it. That, that yep. is actually, that makes it a lot, a lot more useful for sure. The utility value is absolutely there in my opinion. So, um, kind of walking around the phone. Otherwise we got the display on the outside, um, USB C for charging. I mean, it's, 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 Standard it now should for all be the stand- stuff. Well, you know, you would think, but until anyway, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. I'm just going to say I'm going to keep saying, and it has USB C until truly everything has USB C. Yep. Moving on, um, wireless charging again should mm-hmm. be table stakes. It's not. This has it. Net win. Um, one of the other pre-order bonuses was if you did pre-orders in a certain bundle, they sent you uh, Samsung's uh, dual charging pad. And I will oh, okay. say that's now one of my favorite things because I can plop this little guy down on one part of it, the Galaxy Buds Pro 2 on the other side of it, and they just pick right up their pick right up for charging and away we go. Does the, um, uh, does the watch charge on that as well? It does not. And we're okay. going to get into, okay. remind me to mention there were some design choices on the watch that I think are great for the watch and bad for utility, mm, especially okay. for charging. And we'll, we will absolutely get to that. Um, you can't lay it flat, but I'll get into why. Um, let's see other things about the phone specifically. So going back to you, it folds glass on the outside, metal rims, glass on the inside. Um, it is a kind of a pinprick um, inside camera just so it does have a selfie camera um, okay. but it's, it's one it's, it's an in display but it's not under display that's the big thing like in the fold there's an under display camera that unless you really stare at it it kind of disappears this is it. more okay. of the black circle it is very much there but it's also not a full-blown notch um, using the phone I gotta say Samsung I have spent a lot of recent years, including our Android episode, talking about how I'm not a fan of Samsung software. I'm yeah. still not compared to stock Android. I'm just a stock Android fan for the most part. Samsung keeps getting better every time. I mean, it's that's good. They've, I mean, they they've need done to, this. So. They do, but they've they've historically done this though, where their software gets really good, and then they like take a shot and decide let's go crazy, and mm. then they take four more shots, and then it gets really crazy, and they they spend three years dialing it back down again as they sober up. <laughs> I, I don't know if they've gone clean or what, man, but they're like multiple years in now, and every year it just keeps getting a little bit cleaner, a little bit better. The features are more useful. There's a little less crazy in there, which makes me wonder: the longer we go, how crazy are they going to go when they finally right. swing when back they the other way? Nuts, yeah. But but here, like this one UI four one one that that shipped on it, 
it's good. Like it really, really is. Like the mm. pop-out menus are very good. The feature functionality is good. The settings menus, I'm very, I'm very picky about settings menus. Theirs are very, very good and very logically laid out. But then getting into the customization specific to this phone because it is a foldable device, they take advantage of the fact that you could, in theory, use a foldable as a dual screen device in certain situations. So going back to you know, I, I'm me. So sometimes when I unfold it, I don't unfold it all the way and I hold it like one might hold a tricorder, for example, because I'm me. Um, But there is a feature here called Flex where you can make it so that anytime you're in that configuration where it's unfolded but not 180 degrees, you're you're still kind of half clamshelled, um, it splits the display. You can have two apps up at once if you want to. Or, and this is now, I haven't figured out why it would be useful yet, but it's it's just useful enough that it's fun. You can have the bottom half of that display become a trackpad and you actually get a mouse pointer on the top of the display. Oh, wow. That's real. That's so cool it, that they built those features in though. I mean, that's stuff that there, there's probably definitely use cases that some people are fine. Like you don't have it. one just yet, but there's probably people that are like, oh my God, finally, oh, you know, they, they did I'm it. I'm finding you know? them, but they're not ones that anyone right. else is going <laughs> to use. Going back to what we do for a day job, I have discovered that I can fire up, say a remote desktop client and then have basically a super small display and a working keep, uh, sorry, working mouse trackpad. Mouse, yeah. That's pretty cool on a enough device. To, it's enough in to reboot a server in an emergency or it, something. Yep. You bet it is. So that's just, there's utility like that, but there's like six of us in the world that are ever going to give a crap right. about that. And I'm talking to one of them right now. Yeah. So, and the other four are probably listening. Yeah. To the other show. four are listening to the show because they work with us. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I was going to say, cause three of them work with us, but anyway, um, no, but that, what I mean by the true utility of that is not the utility of the thing itself. It's the utility of Samsung thinking that way. Like right. this is a device that literally breaks in half. How can we make that useful? And that was all the promise. I keep going back to the Surface Duo, which I shouldn't be doing because it's such a different device. The Surface Duo is much, that would be a better comparison if we were talking about the Fold 4, which we're not. Right. But I just be in the context of this is a device that in theory has either two displays or a display that can be folded into. How do we use that as effectively as possible? Samsung's doing those crazy Samsung things they do so well, more effectively than Microsoft is. And that just seems really unfortunate because Microsoft should be able to do this so much better and do it so much more. And they're just not there. I feel like this is the same conversation that everyone always has when it comes to Microsoft's small devices. If we get up into the surface range of like the, I'm sorry, the full size tablets, full size laptops that are all surface. Those are fantastic devices across the board because they're a PC at the end of the day. Right. But anytime they try to make a mobile device, they always shoot themselves in the foot for some reason. They just don't go far enough with it. I think they don't, I don't know if it's a confidence thing or what they just don't go all in on those devices, but right. Yeah, they just haven't figured it out yet. And it, it doesn't surprise well, me that Samsung does it better. That's what I'm trying to I'll, say. I'll drag, I'll drag us out of the Microsoft conversation that snuck into the Samsung conversation, but I'll sure. bookend it here. To answer your point there about Microsoft really struggling at the small screen, I think it's because, and they've made strides with this, great strides. But at the end of the day, I feel they always fall down the more they try 
to bring windows down. Like yep. They're trying, they're trying so desperately. They say they're not, but they are to bring the windows experience down to these small screens. And that's yep. not the point. You can bring a Microsoft experience down without bringing a windows experience down. And I hate to break it to them. Windows phone didn't make it for a reason. Yep. Yeah, I remember using one. It was not a great experience. So, um, but okay. So, so, yeah. So back to Samsung. (laughs) Back to Samsung. I I have something to say about this release announcement. You know, I'm not trying to, you know, you've had very positive things to say. So here I come with the negative swing. But I find the whole bespoke thing absolutely ridiculous. So if anybody doesn't know, they, they have your standard, like you can buy the phone in gray, you can buy the phone in this color and that color, but they yes. also have a version of the phone that they're calling the bespoke version, which I feel like is just now become a buzzword. Like it doesn't, it's one of those things that oh, doesn't mean what it's, it's supposed so to mean so deep anymore. into buzzword territory. It's so, not even funny, but yes, keep going. So basically what that means is you can customize the top and the bottom in like a myriad of different color combinations you can i don't remember what the number is but it was thousands of combinations or hundreds of combinations of colors that you could get so you can have an all purple phone or you can have purple on the bottom and red on the top whatever you want you can you know you can mix and match all those colors they quite literally have a section they quite literally have a section of the order page called the bespoke studio where you go to colorize your design yes yeah and i just found the whole thing i mean i get it like it's cool to have like, you know, that, but that at the end of the day, it just feels like a gimmick. How many people are actually going to do that? And I don't remember, is it more like, is the, is the cost of the bespoke version more than the regular version? Okay. So I'll have to admit, um, my flip four is technically white and, and, uh, silver. So you bespoke yours. Mine is, but but let's, let's focus on how ridiculous this is. My phone is white and silver right that is technically a bespoke colorware that's funny the white the uh the white colorware is not considered one of the classic colors as they refer to it never mind bora purple is considered a classic color but i wanted a white with a black display and the the metallic silver you know outer ring and that fell under the bespoke edition colors interesting yeah, I just so silly. I ch- and so to answer your question, yes, it cost a little bit more. Okay. Um, I will say I feel that bespoke going back to it not meaning what it really means. Yeah. I think it's more these are the four colors we decided to make a crap ton of. Yeah, and if you want to break outside that, you can. It might take longer to ship, and it's going to cost you a few more dollars. Which I agree with you on the. I think it's the use of the word that bothers us the yeah, most. I think so. I honestly what do, I yeah. do appreciate about it though, is the fact that we have the option. Yeah. I mean, just to me, it's like what you're doing is you're letting me customize my phone so that call it that customize your phone, the customized edition, just this yep. bespoke thing. It's I just, know I, it just, it irks me. Eric, there, it's I'm going to take one more left turn in Samsung land. There's an entire I won't speak to why I know this, but there's an entire section of the Samsung home appliances site that is also, you can do a bespoke refrigerator. You can, it's, 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 it's through their entire lineup. Wow. So yes, right. moving on. Uh, so back, back to the phone and why I just think it's so fascinating. The foldables in general. Um, 
I think this is just the beginning of the category has to go somewhere. We've all been staring at the same slabs of metal and plastic and glass right. for a long time. We know Apple's going to get there. We know Google's going to get there. I hope more people get there. Again, competition is a good thing. That is a through line of this show and our belief that competition is a good thing. Yes, absolutely. I will say my, my other big takeaway here is right now, Samsung has none. Okay. This is a great phone that is effectively, at least in this country, all but uncontested. Okay, yeah. So like the, you were saying, the, the Motorola's version of it isn't available yep. in America right now. That, that okay. is the next closest competitor to quality from a quality factor. And I've never held one. This is based on some stuff that I've read. And I think it does look great. It is the next closest competitor, quote unquote. It's not available outside of China. May never be, or at least this version may never be available outside of China. So I do, as, as, as jazzed as I am about this category, Samsung has a commanding lead in that they're the only ones doing it. And yeah. I get it. The compromises that make this phone possible are compromises I'm very willing to say Apple's not willing to make. Ever, you don't think? Um, Not the way to like, let's go back to the crease. I don't know how you solve the crease. Right. I and, don't know. I don't would know. would never want that on their, on their device. I, I would... I would have a hard time believing anything can happen. You know, Apple as yeah. a company is changing and evolving in front of our faces, like every company is every day. Sure. But the classically speaking, I would have a hard time believing Apple would release a phone with a screen in the condition like this one has. And I, that's going to sound like I'm crapping on the phone, and I'm not because I like it. My biggest, my big takeaway from this phone is I like. I intend to carry it for a while. It's a good phone. Do I think I would have one with that same display with an Apple logo on it? No, no. I don't see them doing it. Even post Johnny Ive, I just don't see them doing it right. until okay. they crack the until they crack the material science behind that crease. I, okay. I truly believe that's why they're not in the space. Yeah, I'd be I'd be interested to see. I mean, I feel like if it continue if the market continues to grow for them, they're going to eventually do one. It'll be very interesting to see how they do it, how they solve that problem, or I'm market pressure, or market pressure actually pushes them far enough to get over themselves and just do it. Right. And I'm not advocating. I'm not advocating for that. I, as much as I love competition, I also I just, love companies like Apple standing to their guns and saying, "This is the kind of product we want to make, and until we can make it, we're not going to do it." But I, as much as I believe in Apple and a lot of their, you know, product stances, I am believing in that solidarity in them less and less. Again, yeah. now we're just taking turns all over the place. But the more I hear about increased ads inside of iOS and a lot of other things, yeah. where it's like that is not, you know. Apple at the end, and I realize they're a services company now. Please don't email me. I'm well aware. Yeah. But the Apple that I know that that comes from being a hardware company that happens to sell that happens to sell hardware with great software on it, that is diminishing more and more as the services side of things takes over. And a services focused Apple that just wants to get as many phones, as many people's hands as possible, so they can spend 99 cents on apps. That company, I think, would sell a folding iphone even with a screen in this they'll, condition they'll just they'll rebrand it the eye crease and act like they invented it and <laughs> it'll be uh it'll be perfect it's oh, a feature man. not a bug it's a fee it's not a bug it's a feature that's right so all right I so mean, how about them how about that watch let's tell some time okay, here. yep let's let's tell some i'm just gonna say that's really the phone in a nutshell i could sit here and talk about it for ages but i think the biggest compliment i can give the phone before we before we segue over is that is all I have to say about it right now, because for as many things it does that are truly unique, 
it also manages to just be a great phone in an unremarkable way. We are in a golden age of phone technology right now. Like our smartphones are incredible supercomputers and live yep. in our pockets all day long. And the fact that this phone does what it does while also being that is the single biggest compliment I can give it. Yeah, so. it's, it's pretty amazing that something that can literally fold completely in half and unfold yep. can be as powerful and as good a user experience as as your other phones. One that you're willing to carry around when you've had ones like the Ultra and the highest end iPhone and all that, you're still willing willing to carry yep. one around that folds completely in half and makes compromises to do so. I mean, that that's yeah. sounds like they really did a good job on it. Well, and as usual, I lied. There was one more or two more things I want to say about the physicality of the phone. Uh, Because we mentioned it or one of them earlier. When folded in half, it is quite thick. It's a small footprint. Fits in the pocket, great. Fits in pockets of my bag, great. That's awesome. But it's pretty thick. I have it sitting here on the desk next to my iPhone 13 Pro Max. So the biggest phone Apple currently makes in a case. It's a first party, you know, Apple uh, leather case. So that phone in its case next to the Z Flip, no case. The Z Flip when folded in half is safely 40% again as thick. as the iPhone. So it is, you know, it's not uncomfortable in my pocket, but it's absolutely like if you're going for, if your concern is you don't want something visibly in your pocket, that's that's not going to happen with this phone. You're going to be putting this thing in a bag or carrying it some other way if that's your intent. So the other thing I did want to mention just about foldables in general, and this one's no different, is another way they accomplish this is when folded, and I'll put up here to the camera for you, the back where the actual fold is, is thicker. Think about it like a MacBook Air. It's got a teardrop sure. oh, shape. Oh, I see it. An old MacBook Air. Yeah. It tapers. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. And what that creates by nature is a gap. There's a gap in between because obviously this glass cannot touch for many, many reasons. Yeah. Physics. If, <laughs> physics. But going back to if it's your intent to carry this thing in your pocket, as I did with this for the first time today for, and I mean this seriously, less than 15 minutes, I was walking through the office. I know there's no case on it. I have butterfingers. I did not want to drop this thing on our very, very hard floors at the office and shatter it. I put it in my pocket to walk from conference room to office. Took a call, whatever. In less than 15 minutes, took it out of my pocket, opened it up to answer a notification. The screen was covered in pocket lint. Oh, so yeah, because of the big gap that, in there. That makes that sense. That gap yeah. will absolutely pick up pocket lint. It wiped right off. It didn't scratch. It didn't damage. But I could imagine over time that becoming a real thing. So something to think about in, in foldables land. Yeah, that makes sense. So as promised, let's tell some time over to the watch. So yes. I am wearing quite literally the Samsung Galaxy Watch 5 Pro. Pro. Um, it is a chunk of a watch that's the first best thing i can say about it. and if that's your personal aesthetic as it happens to be for me i love watches i like big watches i'm not a small guy to begin with i like big watch this is a watch made for me if it fits great on me i feel it looks great if you are on the opposite end of the spectrum you want a smaller watch or do not enjoy bigger watches you're going down to the regular watch five and I can sum up the watch five for one of the reasons why I didn't bother getting one for this purpose. If you saw a watch four, you've basically seen a watch five. Oh, they're exactly. If it, if okay. it weren't for the band, they're almost indescribably, you know, they, they're very, very, very similar. Um, there's some spec changes, battery adjustments. Um, the uh, display is a, is a upgraded form of glass. So, but other than that, it's, it's a very, very similar design. The five pro is an interesting duck. 
Samsung is insistent on positioning it as their answer to the Garmin and other outdoor active focused watches of the world in so much as I hate to keep saying the A word, but I have to believe that someone at Samsung was like, all right, we've read enough articles. Apple is obviously making a some sort of a sport beyond, focused, yeah. Sport, yeah, beyond fitness, like a true outdoor enthusiast level watch. We better get something out too. Okay, chunk this thing up, call it a pro, and get it out the door before September. I mean, not to say it is not a great watch, but that's what it feels like. Mm. It is a watch for classic turned up with a for a watch, great big battery at 3,700 milliamps. Um, I'm sorry, not 3,700. Um, that was that was the flip four. That'd be impressive. I was going to say, that's that. an impressive sorry. battery for a watch. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, but it's it's a big one. And the, we'll talk about the battery life in a second. I feel the battery life is all things, for what it is, quite impressive. Not compared to a Garmin, but for a regular true smartwatch. smartwatch and I'll yeah. explain in a minute why there's a different, why there's a difference there to me. Battery life has been great. Um, titanium chassis. Sorry, you have to spend yeah. a lot of money in Apple land to, to get to that kind of chassis. Oh, you just, yeah. You're, you're paying almost double for a stainless steel chassis over the aluminum right. one. So yeah. Um, yep. So, um, it's got the, you know, the, the much the Sapphire, uh, Sapphire X glass, just a lot of really great. They've got a new magnetic band on this one that the clasp is really, really fun. Um, that, you know, it's literally, it's a, it's a rough magnet, but still a magnet clasp that opens and closes. So adjusting, it's very, very easy. Overall, just from a, how it fits on me, I think it's a great watch. It's one of my favorites right now. Again, go back to Samsung. The display is, the display is bright and beautiful. The colors pop off the, uh, watch face customization in Android on Android watches specifically continues to just be great. Like so there's just the, so much here to like the control of the watch is more akin to the, the lower end Samsung watches or the Apple watch where you're using your finger. You don't have that click dial around the edge like the other watch had, right? So that's the big thing that's missing and why I believe that we could see a watch five classic come on down the road. My main joy in the watch for classic was that twistable crown i felt yep. that was just i'm sorry twistable bezel i just i talked about in that episode months ago i mm -hmm. felt like that was just coming from apple watch land that was so unique you know you know that was their digital crown like but it was better yeah. in every way it was easier to use without staring at it. it was just it was just better and it's gone now it's been replaced by it's a raised bezel that has touch sensitivity around it oh okay you can navigate that way i will tell you by taking away the actual twisting bezel i'm back to swiping left and right up yeah. and down I'm, I'm back to swiping the twisting bezel there was just something so natural about it i was twisting all around that watch no problem loved every second of it well but yeah i mean I you got to the, to you got to the one, point where you could do it by feel right because it blind. had like a tactile click you, you didn't even yep. have to look at it and you could do stuff on the nope. watch so yeah. i could do it without watching and that 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 is gone um I have to believe that Samsung's aware how much people liked it. And I don't know how many people bought it. That's the part I don't know. Maybe it didn't sell well, so they don't care. But if it sold as well as I hope it did and people loved it as much as they do, I have to wonder if there's not a Watch 5 Classic coming that is the bigger that. battery, you know, not as many of the outdoor features, maybe going back to a stainless steel or an aluminum chassis versus titanium and bringing back that twistable bezel because that mm -hmm. that, that is a missing feature here. That's why I shy away from calling this the true replacement for the watch Four classic samsung must agree too because the watch Four classic is still available for sale right i think they, yeah, I think they know that people yeah people are enjoying that experience so that makes sense yeah. and it is pun intended a more classic looking watch this looks like more of a 
active enthusiast type watch versus what I love about the watch for classic is I can throw a metal band on it, wear it to a meeting and it just gets lost in that more professional attire. It looks looks like like a wristwatch. Yeah. It looks like a watch. Yeah. Yep. Like an old school watch. Like, yes. So, um, but again, much like the flip four, there's not too much more to say, but that's a good thing. Like it does all the watch things well. The battery I think is great. I have not charged it since I got it. So it came out of the box without a full charge, but I have this thing that I've talked about on the show before. I insist on running every device I have down to zero out of the box. I will not charge it until I've run it down to zero once. Yep. It's probably an old habit that's left in me, but it's one that's still there and it's not going anywhere. Um, so the, it arrived on Tuesday. We are you know, inside the pod. We're recording this on a Thursday. So two full days later and I'm at 14%. I have always on display. I have always on display turned on. I'm not using many of the GPS features full, full admit. Um, but you know, I, and I don't, I will say it's paired to my Android phone, of course, which does not get near the notification traffic that my iPhone does. So there are others that would be using this watch far heavier than I'm still impressed off the charger for two full days. Didn't start out anywhere near full apologies. I didn't make note of the actual percentage. I think it was in the high sixties, low seventies. That's still pretty impressive. Uh, I have, I have every expectation in my use case. I could go, I could go a weekend without charging, which is that's yeah. I mean, well, I, I have to, I have to put my Apple watch on the charger every single night. At this point, like I, I exactly. get, I get a day, I get a full day. I get from like four thirty in the morning until ten o'clock at night yep. every day. I get that full charge, but it's you know, I got, I it's not going to last a second day. That's for sure. No, my my watch, my watch series seven. I think about as day plus, nowhere near a two day battery. Yeah, Just no it's way. not even in the cards. But if I do forget to charge one night, I'm able to put it back on in the morning, do my walk, get to work. I have a charger at the office. I can slap it on the charger at the office for a little while and get through the rest of the day. So I call it a day plus battery, but in no universe is it a multi-day. There's no No usage case where it it becomes a multi-day battery. In my usage case, I do believe this has the ability to be a true multi-day battery. I will test that further, but that's my first impression, which is that by itself, big. Yeah, that's huge. That's very impressive. Big, 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 big. Yeah. Um, I promised I'd touch on the watch band again real quick though, because I'll actually, you know, what a great pod for people to hear me describe something visually, but I'll put it here in front of the camera. You can see it's an unbroken ring and it met and it, uh, the, the oh, okay. clasp it's, is magnetic. It's very so much like a classic watch like band, a classic watch band and it magnetically clasps closed rather very, than a, very cool rather than a mechanical snap to, to close yep. that cinch up. It has a magnetic. That's pretty cool. Very, very cool. Very comfortable. One major problem, if you're using a charging pad, there is no way to lay this watch flat. Mm, Can't be done with this watch band on it. So what you're left doing is, and I have one of these for my Apple Watch. It's not a big deal. You have to get, even to use the charging puck that came with it, you have to get one of those stands that you can rest, you can kind of loop and rest the watch on and let it hang there. Or just have your charger sitting up. That's just, my OCD just doesn't allow me to have charging cables just just laying out. I have to be more intentional with my charging setup. So I ordered a, again, one of those little C-shaped stands. It looks Mm -hmm. like it's in a jewelry store and you pop your watch down, your watch starts charging. That's fine. But I just think it's ironic with samsung's own dual charging pad it is physically impossible to charge this watch using their own charging pad because <laughs> yeah, that you is cannot you can't now if i changed bands and put a 
braking band on it that truly brakes in the middle, I'm sure I could charge all day long. But with the band that ships with the watch, it is physically impossible to charge it with their double charging pad. Mm. So beyond first world problems, right. but still one I thought worth mentioning. Yeah, for sure. So you've yeah. got uh, you got some buds there too, huh? I do. Last but not least, and I will truly have, again, the least to say because I haven't even put them in my ears yet. But um, so true first impressions, we've got the, uh, the Samsung Galaxy Buds Pro 2. These companies have got to get these naming schemes right. under control. Yeah, like the, fact, I, the amount that I have to slow down to say any device's full name anymore is heinous. But there's my first point. Um, I'll pick up where I just left off with the watch, actually fully compatible with the, with the charging pads. So you pop nice. this thing on a charging pad in the case, much like an AirPods pro or anything like that starts wirelessly charging uh, USB type C again, I'm going to keep pointing it out until everything has it. Uh, so USB type C for, for wired charging um, experiences out of the box. I opened the case had happened to have the Z flip in my hand keep using the A word, but in a very, very, very AirPods to iPhone way, it popped up right on the screen. It asked me, are these your AirPods? I'm Jesus. Hear that? <laughs> are these are your these Galaxy your, blah, blah, blah? Yeah. Yes, they are. And it, it automatically downloaded the management app. It did all the setup and away we go. I'll be using them once we wrap the show here today and giving them a proper test. But from a out of the box setup experience could not have been easier. I'm really so, curious to hear what what you you know me audio guy i'm really curious to hear what you have to say about the audio quality on them and one of the features that and again the a word the 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 airpods pro that i use yep they sound to to use your phrase and the phrase of this podcast they're aggressively fine like the audio quality is fine but the thing that i get really excited about is that um spatial audio that they've built into them where you're watching something and you turn your head and the audio is moving around the room. It sounds, it feels like true surround sound. I'll be interested to hear how Samsung's version of that works. Yeah. Well, one thing I thought was, so I've been told the noise cancellation is fantastic. So I do love that. You know, ANC and I mean, that's, I just love that we live live in a world where truly wireless earbuds have ANC. That just makes me so happy. But, um, the other thing I want to mention to you, because this will mean some far more to you than it does to me, um, it does support 24-bit audio, That's which I awesome. thought is pretty great, mm-hmm. if <laughs> you are connecting them to a Samsung phone. Okay. Not an no, Android phone, yeah. a, Samsung a Samsung phone. phone. I'm sure they've got some sort of audio um, chips and decoders and things like that that they have proprietarily built into yep. their systems to make it work together. That Wouldn't makes sense. Surprise me. Yeah. So... Again, lots, lots more to talk about to take on it. You know, when I call you for my morning, for my, my normal uh, morning walk call where we go over sure. the day's schedule, I will make a point to use these tomorrow because All I right, mean, truly, yeah. at this point, you've been listening to me talk to you through a pair of earpod, air, AirPods now for I don't know how many years. So yeah. you, more than almost anyone on earth, should be able to instantly tell the difference if there's a major yep. one between me calling because right, again, yeah. too many hours you've spent listening to me blather on in the mornings uh, <laughs> through a pair of AirPods. So. Um, I will make it a point to call you from the Buds Pro tomorrow, and we'll right, just you know, see how see how they run. Yeah, I'll be interested to hear because I'll be able to because you're usually walking around your neighborhood. You'll know better point. than me. We'll hear yeah. the we'll hear the the wind noise, the cars, all that kind of stuff. I would I'd be able to hear yep. that. So yeah, it'll be interesting to hear how it works. 
Yeah, part of my walking, you know, truly inside the pod, part of my walking pattern takes me through what is more or less an active construction zone. So there will be no shortage of uh, noises, good yeah. test subjects for, for, for noises. So we'll, we will report back on a future Circle Back episode on how all that goes. Um, you know, because a lot of this truly, I mean, the longest I've had a device sitting on this table is three days. Like the phone and the watch got here on a Tuesday. Here we are on Thursday. The, the earbuds just arrived. So, you know, I do want to spend time with these devices because... I want to take it highest level for a second. I want to give Samsung again the credit where it's due. I think they're doing more. Yeah. They're taking swings. They're trying stuff out. And they're actually getting somewhere with it. I mean, I don't want to downplay the importance, going back to the phone, how dominating a lead they have in the foldables market because they're the only one playing. Right. They're the only one doing it. Yeah. In a world where the closest thing we have in this country to a competitor is probably that Surface Duo sitting over there, that I am one of 11 people that bothered to own one and none right. of us are happy about it. Right. Like it, that's a very powerful position to be in. And again, more to credit, are they taking a very iterative, iterative approach to it? Absolutely. There is There are zero night and day differences between this phone and last year's phone, but I think that's okay. Yeah. Like in a world where they are unchallenged and they're already to the point where they're just, they're iterating to the design, they're refining the, where they can make it a little bit better each time. And, you know, I, they don't have to give $900 trade-ins against these devices, but they, going back to the business aspect of it, I, I firmly believe they know what they're doing. They're walking in and saying, give us just about any phone you got laying around. We'll put one in your hand for a couple hundred bucks just to get another folding phone out. There. So, pe- so they people can get see people it. behind, see yeah. it and use it and they can discover where the flaws are and keep making them better. You literally can't buy that kind of real world market research that yep. people are paying them to have. And it's just further cementing that lead that is going to become more and more obvious. You know, a very good friend of mine insists on believing that, uh, you know, these foldables are just the the 3D TV moment for phones. Mm. And I just don't think, I don't know if I believe that. Um, I yeah. do believe there is a real segment, not a replacement of the phone market as we know it, but there is a long-term segment of the smartphone market that I do believe this represents that Samsung is giving themselves a powerful position. To right. Be yeah. They're going to be the name that everybody associates with the good version of the, because like you said, they're, they're going to have all the time to perfect this. And then everybody else is going to be playing catch up for, you know, years and years and years trying to get, get up to their level with those yeah. phones. So, yeah. On that literal bombshell, I think that's uh, where we will wrap it up for this week. A world where we're saying Samsung is going to dominate the foldables market. But again, that's an easy thing to say right now because it's easy to dominate when you're the only one playing. Yeah. So, um, you know, I take that as a, you know, kudos to Samsung and an open challenge to everyone else out there. You know, this market is here. Stop sitting on your butts and, you know, go do the thing. Competition out here. Go, go, you know, competition is good for all of us and believe it or not, it's actually good for you. So that's, there's my actual bombshell for there the you week. Go. Uh, all my, right. My, my open challenge to the smartphone makers of the world, but especially those, you know, bothering to cell phones in America. So, uh, anything else you want to throw in there to wrap us up? No, that sounds good. I can't, um, we'll, uh, we'll circle back on it on another episode and talk about, you know, the noise canceling and how that works. And, and, if, you, them a and bit, if your yeah. crease has gotten bigger, we'll find out. Yeah, no comment. But uh, (laughs) anyway, uh, with that, we'll wrap it this week and we will catch you next time. Later. Later.